If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and my personal favorite, personal development. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. (sighs) Family, this is probably one of the hardest episodes that I've probably to to this date is going to make or about to make. Um, The reason why it's challenging for me because when you are such a private person, a person that works with dealing with things on their own, telling these stories or explaining what has happened, it, it awakens what you've been through and you go from frustration to smiling because you know you had an opportunity to go through it. This may not be for everybody of what I'm going to discuss today, but it is for someone to that is going through this or are going through things and trying to figure out. I wish there was someone that was willing to be as vulnerable as I'm about to be today because it it may have gotten me further ahead faster than having to go through. But I don't have any regrets because those lessons are what shaped and formed me. So I wouldn't have changed anything. Today's episode is entitled, What is Letting Go? And how do you move on? What is letting go and how do you move on? There's three impact secret points I want you to get out of today's show. First of all, I want you to understand discovering your true you. And number two, why letting go is the best thing to do. And number three, never giving in to the victim mentality and and making sure you are interested in being a victor, never giving in to the victim mentality and focusing and making sure you focus on the victor mentality. It was 2014, one week before Christmas. I got a call from my mother at that time. She says, son, my head is hurting. Now, what I want you to keep in mind is my mother was a a nurse originally and then she went into the you know factory industry but she had all of these medical books i remember looking at the the bookshelf and it was all these type of medical books and i was like i wonder if she's studying to be a doctor or something but anyway she had all these medical books and she would always i would always see her reading and learning you know learning medicine and um more of you know healthier ways of 
healing yourself instead of always having to take pills and also just just her reading in general i think that's where i probably picked up a lot of my reading between well actually both my parents are just hardcore readers but just being able to read uh really you know helped me through life but that's not the point here when i got that call and she said my head was hurt my mother was the type of person that had that that loving that tough exterior but it was just like a teddy bear inside and for her to tell me her head was hurting was extremely strange because I didn't understand what she was communicating to me so I said mom did you take some aspirin some aspirin some Tylenol or you know what are you doing she said you know I don't you know I don't know why I just maybe it's because because they had just recently moved they made the transition from Michigan to Florida because of the weather, you know, in Florida, nice weather year round. So uh, I was like, okay, cool. And I was excited because it was ironic. The organization that I was with at that time, they wanted to move me to Florida, which I would have been probably about 15, maybe 30 minutes away from her, but I probably would have just commuted to the, to where I was at from where she was at, because I wanted to get comfortable with my surroundings and understand, you know, where I was at. So anyway, she explained to me that, um, she said, yeah, I did take, you know, I actually took some Advil, but yet my head is still hurting. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go in and just see my, you know, see the physician down here and see what's going on. So she goes in and she makes, well, she makes an appointment, goes in, sees the physician, the physician, uh, leaves, you know, she tells me that, well, actually I got a, I'm sorry. She leaves and goes to, when she's there to see the physician, the physician, physician, you know, when, uh, somebody says, Hey, you know, let's, let's take some x-rays on your head to see kind of what's going on. And so they did, and they were gone a long time. And I'm getting this report from my sister. Cause she calls me, she said, because I, I called her to check and see how mom was doing. And she said, because I know she had went to the doctor. She said, well, they're still there. And I was like, but her appointment was at two. And based on the time I'm looking, it's like almost five something. I said, what's going on? I said, was the doctor packed or something? I mean, I know it's a small city that they moved to. So it was the, you know, was the office packed or whatever? And she was like, no. I was like, Oh, this can't be good. So they ended up, they come back and say, Hey, you know, um, we see something on your, on your, uh, inside your head or on your head. And we believe it's a tumor. So we need to admit, admit you to the emergency room. I mean, to the hospital right now. So I tell my employer, I'm like, Hey, you know, I was going to, you know, wait to leave anyway. I was going to leave. I was going to fly out like two, three or four days later. So I said, but I need to leave early. My mom is in the hospital. I don't know what's going on. Um, so, but I get a call back from my sister and my sister's like, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. She is, she's in the hospital. She's good. They're saying it's, you know, not as bad as, as they thought it was or whatnot. I was like, Oh, okay. All right, cool. I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I said, I can save that vacation time and, and maybe come back anyway. 
So I decided to go ahead and you know, I held off and just flew out the, the scheduled time that I was scheduled to be down there. When I got to uh, Florida, um, I went, uh, my, my brother picked me up and took me, we went straight to the hospital and I'm talking to him and they're not, he's not really giving me clear answers to what is actually going on. And so I get into, when I get in there, uh, what I saw and what I was being told was two different things. What I was being told was she was okay, but what I actually saw was something completely different. And at this point, I'm irate because I'm I'm irate with my my sister and my brother because I felt like why would I mean I'm a grown man. What are you protecting me from? Is is mom okay? What is the true situation? And they were like, well, we want to talk to you in person. We didn't want to have you feeling some you know feeling a certain way. So what actually was really true is that the tumor that the doctor actually found had a cancer in it but they were able to they're able to remove it but when they if when they remove it she is going to have to relearn how to do everything that she learned again as far as talking as far as maybe even possibly walking again and i'm like wow life is interesting isn't it just think you've been through your whole life and you've learned all of these traits and attributes and how to say certain different things and and the emotion of being able to walk and talk and do everything that you norm you, you we sometimes take for granted and she's now gonna have to relearn everything. So at that point I was like, okay, and then the doctor came and talked to us, was like, yeah, he was like there's a good chance that, you know, we'll be able to remove this safely. And that's the only thing she will just have to experience. We don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. There is another side to this that it could possibly go wrong. But anytime in surgery, we always know that. I was like, OK, great. So my mom goes into surgery, comes out. Everything worked out extremely well. And when we, the family was excited, I had to go back um, and before she went into surgery, knowing that there's a possible chance she couldn't make it and then or versus that she will have to learn all these things again. She said, you know, she would always say this and I hate it when she would do it because and I would get mad at her. I'd be like, Mom, stop saying that you're going to be here and you're going to see all these different things that I'm going to do and I'm going to make you proud and everything like that. And she said something she always would say. She said, it's not up to me. It's up to God. It's up to God if if it's my time to stay or go. So I was like, OK, cool. I understand. She she said that before she went to surgery and everything like that. So I was used to her saying that. Um, because it was just something she wanted me to understand, son, I'm not always going to be here, you know, forever, but yet, and still, I want to, sh- I also want to exhibit and show you that my faith that I have in God, that I trust him. And so I go ahead and, um, cause I, you know, when you, my employer, I only had, a, you know, a week of vacation, which I saved to have. And so I was going to get ready to go back and I wasn't going to go back. 
And my family, you know, sister brother's like, no, she cool. She made it out the surgery extremely well. So we're good. So on December 28th, I get on the on the airplane. And, you know, when you're on the airplane, they have you um, turn off your phone and or put it in airplane mode. So I have my phone on airplane mode. And now I don't know about you, but a lot of times what tends to happen is I will actually forget to turn my phone back into uh, just, you know, turn, take the airplane mode off. And I don't know why I do that. Um, so I did. Uh, I forgot to do that. So this is when we, you know, it used to be video stores like your Blockbuster and your Hollywood video. So I go in to um, I think it was uh, Hollywood video or Blockbuster. I don't know. One of the two. And I am um, uh, looking at the video games. I was like, I'm going to pick up a video game and chill out or whatnot or in a, in a movie so i go ahead and i was like why am i not i mean normally you know people would have hit me up like because i i told people i was coming back some of my friends and whatnot that i was coming back in the town so i was like you know i was gonna go hang out with them later on that weekend or that week and i didn't hear anything i said huh this is strange so i turned on my phone and when i turn on my phone I have about from like 10 to 20 messages and I'm like, what is going on? So first message, my brother, hey, you need to call me, hangs up. Hey, I don't know where you're at or what's going on. I need to hear from you. Next message. Listen, mom is in trouble. Next message. I said, so then I, I call my brother and I'm like, bro, what's what's going on? And he said that mom had just passed. I said, passed to do what? He, he was like, no, bro. Mom just passed. I said, how did she pass when everything was great? Everything was good. She, he said, well, what happened was she went into a cardiac arrest in which basically is almost a heart attack. And she passed. And I said, when did this happen? He was like, when you were probably in the air in flight. When he said, I said, bro, are you really being serious? He said, no, seriously, mom just passed. I lost everything. Like I felt like the legs I was standing on weren't even my legs and I just collapsed to the ground and I sat there. I was in such of amazement because I couldn't believe that this woman that I really loved, that was my mother, that was someone I looked up to, I lost her and I, I started having resentment. It was so hard to let go of the fact that you lose somebody that is extremely close to you and you can't understand, you can't piece it together. I mean, she just went to the doctors just for a simple headache. And a simple headache turned into her having a tumor on her head that who know who who knows how long that has been there. From that situation on, it became an uphill battle for me. Because I started thinking about all the things that the risk and decisions that I made. I started going into victim mode. I started telling myself 
I should have stayed with her or I should have I shouldn't have came back to this job. But there is a message here that I really, truly did learn. And that that's when I first had my aha moment about there has to be something more than working for somebody and them dictating how much time I can take off. Even when I had to go and bury my mother, I still only had a certain amount of time allowed it to me. So I started going into victim mode of, you know, why, why did this happen to me? I lost, you know, a woman that was so wise. I lost somebody that was so, you know, just someone that always can continually to push me to greatness, to get better, you know, to, to do better and to be a better man and to be a better human and just losing that person. So I come back from burying my mother and I come back to, and then I finally, you know, go into work and I just don't even feel the same as I, I did. I, I just felt like, life was gone from me. I was like, what am I doing this for? And I don't have an opportunity to share it with my mother because uh, I wanted her to experience the fruits of my labor of the things that I knew I was gifted with that I planned on planning on doing to help people because that's all I ever want to do is help and grow people. And I was just excited about, you know, eventually getting there. Well, while I'm at work, I'm asked to come into the office and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I know my ad. I wasn't, I was really just, I became really quiet and more reserved. And that's when I started turning into being more private and just to myself, I wasn't, you know, unfriendly or, or anything like that, but I was in the victim mindset. I was I was at the same point trying to discover, like, who am I now? Like, who can I talk to about when I was a little kid and and some of the things I did or, you know, what did what did gifts did they did she see in me and things of that nature? So I go in and have a meeting when I walk into the door, there's my manager sitting on one side of the room and then across the other side of the room is his manager. And I'm like, what's going on? Maybe they want to talk to me and make sure I'm okay because of, you know, the whole ordeal of what I've just been through because they're fully aware of everything that happened. And they're like, you know, have a seat. So, you know, how are you doing? I know your mom had passed and everything. I said, yeah, it was, it's been challenging. You know, we've been as a family just, you know, trying to work through it and, and figure out because it happened so fast. Like no one's seen it coming. It wasn't like, hey, you know, this person has X amount of time to live. It was, she went in just for a a routine, hey, my head is hurting. And it went from the doctor's office to the hospital, from to the hospital to the graveyard. So I wasn't really feeling or un having understanding of why this happened to me. Why did God do this to me? At that same time, my manager's manager said something to me. He said, well, I, 
we hate to do this, but the organization is going in a different direction because of we're trying to reduce the size of the employees that we have here because we're 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 make we're increasing or something of something something he was saying some basically you know I guess the the rhetoric of what someone would say of, hey we're going in a different direction when he said that I was like what a different direction so I was like what am I getting promoted or something and <laughs> and basically what they ended up doing is like well yeah so we're gonna have to you know lay you off or whatnot so imagine family I am. I'm fresh off just burying my mother coming into work to say, well, at least I can just lose myself in my work. And that way I won't be thinking about what just is going on and happening to find out the job in which I came back because early because I didn't have that much you know bereavement time and vacation time because I used up all my vacation time because I stayed a little bit later. Actually, I mean, I stayed for that week. I was, I, I lost, I ended up, um, I ended up being laid off. And that taught me a lesson about never putting a job before your family. Meaning like if something happens and these, and this company is going to, you know, say, well, if you don't show up, we're going to let you go. Let them let you go. And that taught me that this whole situation of, yeah, we're, you know, uh, we're a family here at this company. It was not true. Because a family wouldn't do that. So it taught me business extremely fast, faster than I wanted to learn it because it wasn't. It wasn't that we cared about the employee as far as we were. We're here to build and coach up the employee. It was about that. Hey, the bottom bottom line is saying that financially we can't either afford to continue to pay you and we need to reduce our staff as well as that is, I mean, excuse me. And that's why the company is going in a different direction. So just imagine those two back to backs, just burying your mother and losing your job at the, in the same month. And then I went and when that happened, I was I, I mean, I literally I literally started believing everything that people said about me. It's like maybe they're right. Maybe I, I won't be what they said I was you know destined to be. Maybe they're right. Why? You know, I'm not smart enough. Maybe they're right. And I kept. I kept replaying all the negative things that people said about me. And that's the funny thing about life. When we go through something and we're unwilling to let go of what has happened, we start going down the path of destruction of everything that someone said about us. Every time someone said something negative, we remembered it. And while we're going down that 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 path of destruction is like we're walking in each one of those doors and said, yeah, you remember when you said that negative thing, say it again to me and, you, and you're replaying it. That is why I know from going through that whole ordeal and and everything, I even heard 50 Cent say something that 
it actually really helped along the way in my journey was he was he said nobody can ever do anything to me worse that has already happened of losing my mother and a lot of people didn't understand that if you never lost your mother the way he lost his mother and the way I lost my you won't understand And sometimes every now and then I'll forget that, that when things come my way, that someone is trying to attack me or trying to say that, you know, something negative about me. I have to sometimes remember what I've been through. I have to remember how I was able to reconstruct my life in a way by focusing on personal development, by focusing on entrepreneurship, by focusing on on marketing by focusing on my faith and getting so obsessed with it to the point of I wouldn't give up or give in I stopped feeling sorry for myself because nobody what I realized nobody really truly cared until you cared And just imagine how uncomfortable that could have been for somebody. I'm a kid in a new state. And I had probably been in Texas at that time, probably three years. So I really, you know, it was, I, I, I think about three or four years. And I do, I did know, um, I did have family and friends, you know, but it was it was the fact that there's nothing like when you lose your mother or your father. And knowing I had an opportunity to I, to be where she was at, that I could have been there from from day one. And I chose to stay he here because I thought that I, I had a better shot here than I did there. But I wasn't paying attention to what the the signs was it's sort of like i i started going down that you know saying well i didn't want to be there because i thought i would be comfortable being in texas was making me on i was extremely uncomfortable i've been uncomfortable since i've lived here and when i say uncomfortable meaning having to figure out things on my own or having to to find, you know, find confidants and people I could trust to work with and to learn from and mentors. So it was extremely uncomfortable being here when my mother was was in Florida. So when family, you are going down the the path of of trying to figure out what is letting go and how do you move on? You have to start by eliminating the negative aspects of what people were telling you that you're not going to be. That to me is, is, is the starting point, because if you don't do that, you won't be able to heal. You have to be able to walk to be able to, to move forward on people who walked out of your life because you didn't make a decision to do what they asked you to do. So they walked out and took everything with them.
So I don't know who this is going to help. I don't know if you guys are even going to download this and listen to it. But family, what I, I hope that you understand is that this is why when I talk about in the intro, personal development is my favorite is, is because of the fact without personal development and my faith, I wouldn't be able to be here to be able to feel comfortable. And I'm not even comfortable. I'm, if you can see me, I'm sweating right now telling, t- telling that story because that story to me, it really, it changed the course of my life. That moment changed the course of my life. And that's why I have to continually stay focused on reading and stay focused on listening to things that empower me. Because if you don't do that, you will start falling back into the person you used to be. And sometimes people will try and pull you back into the person you used to be. And you have to to learn, to, to learn how to be strong enough to be able to deal with it. And when you let go, I want to be crystal clear. Letting go doesn't mean forgetting. Letting go doesn't mean just like, oh, I'm just burying it away. No, no, no. What letting go is, is being able to use that adversity, that tragedy, that that being able to use that as fuel, to use that as a stepping stone, to be able to use that as something that pushes you into your greatness. Because now you understand there's one thing that you can never get back and that's time. So the longer you sit there and feel sorry for yourself and put yourself in a in a state of mind of self-pity instead of saying, let me build myself up and grow and groom myself to a point of helping someone else that may go through this and and tell them, hey, don't go down that way. Okay, now this is the book I need you to read, because if you don't start reading this book or start listening to this information daily, you will fall backwards in which then we're going to have to start over again. So, family, I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. When you are really going through adversity, this is when you discover who you really are. And I still go through adversity to this day. I mean, that's never going to change. But I have tools in place to help me go through the, tr- the trying times. Am I perfect? No, I still have my 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 challenges that I allow sometimes to get inside me and then I, I, I course correct quickly. But if I didn't have those tools, if I didn't have that, that those disciplines and and those habits that I've created, I wouldn't have been able to be the person I am today. 
and a lot of the adversity and the 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 things that the confrontations that we don't want to deal with that's where our gifts are that's where our opportunities are that's where it's going to take you to the next level and when my mom passed that is one of the things that helped me take me to the next level when i realized because there's many levels to this as you know but that next level for me at that particular time was i was like i'm going back to school At that time where my mindset was at, I was thinking school was the answer and I want to get go get educated so I can get a better opportunity. So that showed me that I was able to push through anything and knowing what I know now, if I was able to go back and talk to that young ED that was that went through that at a young age in my I was in my 20 I was in my young young 20s if I was able to go back and talk to that person I would tell them you're going to be okay just keep getting up and fighting just keep getting up and staying focused just keep getting up and, and, and going don't stop don't quit so I hope you enjoyed today's show. Again, I said, family, this probably is not going to be for everybody, but for the people that I touched today, for the people that are going through something, maybe it's not a loss of a, a of a loved one. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Maybe it's a loss of, you know, yourself. Maybe you got lost in a relationship that you're in. Maybe it's it's a loss of, you know, a child, or maybe it's a loss of what you thought that you, the life you were going to have and it's not happening right now and you're trying to figure out what to do. I'll just tell you this, family. Keep fighting. Keep understanding that when you make the decision to let go and, not, letting, and when you make the decision to let go and not forget, but let go and just keep moving forward. Some of the pain that you're experiencing You'll be able to use that as an opportunity for your greatness. You'll be able to use that for your fuel to push through whatever is happening. And then when you get hurt or someone tries to hurt you again, you become numb to the situation because you understand if I can make it through this, whatever your this is, there is nothing that someone can throw at you that you that you can't persevere through it. I'm your humble host, D.D. Until next time, I'm out.